recording now. I feel like I need to put on my NPR voice. I know, yes. This is my NPR voice. Thank you for joining us at Tech Talk Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's the evil giggle. (laughs) Right, of course, of course. We don't want that part. We don't want that part. So uh, if you are here live with us, I feel like I can't even help it. I automatically go into that voice. Yes, it's okay. I love it. So if you are here with us live for Tech Talk Weekly, you will notice if you've been listening, um, there is no male voice. I don't know if we're, I don't think we're visible on the screen just yet. Um, That's because Bob is on vacation. We actually do let him take vacations around here. Maybe. Um, Sort of. Every, every few years. Yes, you know. And then not even so much, but yeah, he's, he's still, he's still out and about lurking. I'm sure he'll show up. Maybe, um, but, uh, he is on vacation. So my name is autumn deck. I'm the head of children's services at the main library. And with me today, I have miss Lisa Jackson, who is the head of youth services at our African American research library and community center. Cultural Center. Center. My bad. (laughs) Cultural Center. She is one of my favorite people in this whole entire system. Yay! There's a mutual attraction there. We have so much. We do. We have we have a lot of fun today, or today, always. Always. But we will have a lot of fun today. Not too much though. (laughs) No, we are having all the fun today. (laughs) Trying to contain it. Okay, I guess we we can do that. We we do know how to do that. Supposedly, we are yeah. adults. Yeah. <laughs> so we're coming up on four o'clock. So I am gonna kill the slideshow here. Okay. Not actually close out the thing. That would be terrible. <laughs> I'd be like, uh oh, I screwed something up. <laughs> I don't even know what's showing on here. TikTok weekly. Oh, good. I did it right. <laughs> Uh, very now I just have to figure out how to get rid of it. <laughs> so the the topics today were um, I picked them out. Um, so I'm not going to share my screen. I am the absolute worst at this stuff. How do I stop? I don't want to no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You know what? You know what? It's being silly. And, uh, oh, here, is this a thing? Is this a thing? No, that's not a thing. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to keep talking and um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Let's get over. Can I do that? Maybe. Move to stage. Ooh, ooh, fancy. Move to stage. There we are. We'll just keep the tech talk weekly up there because I don't know how to get rid of it. <laughs> It's fine. Bob's going to be like, I'm never having them do this again. Well, me specifically. (laughs) So we have three stories that we're doing today. And first and foremost is one of my favorite topics, which is pizza. So how can we improve on pizza? Now, I know um, there's gluten-free pizza. For those who cannot eat gluten, which is um, sad, I feel bad that 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 hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. That's awful. That makes me so sad. But this, there's a gentleman in um, Italy. He's a scientist, and this is this is really terrible for him because he's in Naples, which yeah. is um, pretty much one of the birthplaces of pizza as we know it. Uh-huh. And he is allergic to yeast, so he can't eat pizza or or bread that has yeast in it. He can eat oh, pasta and and whatever, but he can't eat anything that has yeast in it. So some friends of his, some colleagues of his were like, we got to help a brother out because you <laughs> cannot be here in Naples and not eat pizza. What is going on? So they found a way to make pizza by infusing it, basically the dough with gas. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you have celiac or any sort of uh, issues with gluten, <laughs> you don't need to add gas. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I- oh man what was interesting is i saw they put it in a um autoclave do you know what an autoclave is no so that's it's okay it's okay i just i remember this um this is what they use in dentist's offices in nail salons to clean all the tools oh okay yes that's the machine they put it in put all the tools and stuff in and it heats things up really super fast so basically (laughs) they're they're cleaning the pizza dough (laughs) and when it gets to a certain temperature they're injecting the gas and it basically that's basically what it does weird now what do you first of all as as someone who has to eat do you eat gluten-free pizza now i eat now i eat you know regular pizza i just deal with it and everyone else around me does too. But... Like, ah. Sorry. Okay, okay, because I've had some gluten-free pizza, and I, I don't blame you. I would eat regular pizza. Uh-uh. No, um, and I can't imagine no yeast. I mean, there are other. This is a very complicated way around the situation. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I went to um, culinary school with a focus on baking and pastry. So for a brief moment in my life, I was a pastry chef. I love it. So there are ways that do not involve like an autoclave. Baking soda. Yeah, we're talking baking powder, baking soda. There are other methods. Yeah. And Um, this doesn't seem like it would taste. I mean, wouldn't it take some of the flavor away? Um. Yes, and and somebody brings that up a little later, um, talking about um, there are natural airborne yeast, so in oh. the air all around us, there's yeast on pretty much everything, right? So that's how you wind up with sourdough. Okay, you're not like if you have a starter or whatever, the yeah. flavor comes from the yeast in the air. So your sourdough is not gonna be that wonderful and amazing sourdough that they get in San Francisco, right? That's right. Because it's totally different yeast. How weird is that? I love that. Yeah, so somebody's like, well, it sucks to be him because <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's everywhere. Like it's oh. even in wine, right? Right. If it's not it. a filtered or processed wine because it's on the skin of the grapes. Oh my gosh, it's just mind boggling. 
yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is kind of a neat, like, hey, look what we can do. But yeah. there's really other ways. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'd have to try a pizza dough with like baking soda or baking powder to see how that worked out. Yeah. I mean, might taste a little weird. Maybe. I mean, it'd be more like, um, biscuit type. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like biscuity. It's not real fluffy. It's, it's right. Yeah. No, that's not. I mean, if they, um, incorporated and this would make it totally different like egg whites or something to give it a little more of a puff yeah um but yeah. you know this is when you go for like a flatbread or what is it i believe st louis style pizza is cracker crust pizza i love thin crust pizza though so so you know i could like that yeah yeah so you so know, there, there are other options. This, though? How expensive is it for them to like? Well, you know what? They're at a university, so they've got a bunch of stuff that are, is, um, you know, available to them. <laughs> so it's not costing them. Well, maybe after the, the university sees this, they may be like, hey, <laughs> give us money for it. But. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write a grant for that. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know how it works in Italy, but I know if it was a university here in the United States, they'd be like, mm, give us no. the money back for those hours you spent making this pizza. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of weird. And there, it, it, yeah. it's really funny because the picture and the article, which I'll, uh, when we uh, post this up on Facebook and whatnot, I'll put the <laughs> link in there from NPR. Later. It is the tiniest little pizza, like like this. It's like smaller than the the windscreen on this microphone. It is stupid. I'm like, so then, how do they know how it tastes then? I mean, that's a real that's a real teeny taste. I mean, I don't know what this guy's like actual allergy is, but it's called Benadryl, my man. I know, right? Come on. Now, what if it's it? like eyes swollen shut, can't breathe, allergy, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> ask him about that. We'll follow up in our next interview. <laughs> so he tried actual pizza and died. <laughs> no, <Yes>. no. <laughs> Clearly, he knows he's allergic to it because he's eaten it before. So, um, but yeah, no, that's it. it <laughs> I'm just seeing someone here is it talks about um, a guy who's a chef. Um, at a place called Modernist Cuisine. And it makes me think back to when I was actually in culinary school. And you have all these people, you know, deconstructing things and making foams and this and that and da da da. And it's like, okay, just keep it, keep it simple. Keep it simple. The autoclave is that that's adding too much. Just use baking soda. Trying to do too much in that instance, I think. Yeah. Right? There are other ways for them to help him out than an autoclave, <laughs> but I, I, I applaud them for trying to help. They're just trying to be helpful. Hey, you know, I mean, they could have discovered something like a cure for, I don't know, cancer or something. Hey, it might come out of this pizza. We don't know. We don't know yet. Cause we don't know the full ramifications know. of what's going on. <laughs> it's out on this one. So. Maybe so, yeah, so. <laughs> 
there is our pizza one. So in a somewhat, um, let's see, the, in a somewhat, I guess, sort of round type situation, kind of like pizza, yeah. black holes? Is that, is that, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of? That's how, well, that's how I'm relating it in, okay. um, in my brain. Okay, yes, yes. No, it doesn't have to make, I understand it doesn't make sense. It's okay. So <laughs> I'm trying to make it make sense and it, it's fine. It's okay. It doesn't. I it's follow okay. you. I follow you. Okay, good. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> so there is a new, um, hypothesis no this is a theory it's a hypothesis they're they're coming at it from different angles um that okay the reason why i picked this story was because i'd seen it referenced in in quite a few different articles and one of them mentioned hairy black holes and um excuse me what <laughs> hairy black holes okay so, you know, this is a very dense and, and like a heavy topic. So yeah. Gotta make some light funny. of it somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, this um, is actually referring back to um, the black hole paradox, uh, the Hawking paradox that Stephen Hawking came up with in the 70s, talking about how. Um, how he figured that black holes are not a one-way street, right? It's not the end, okay? Something, is, you can't, information can't be destroyed. Energy cannot be destroyed. It has to go somewhere. And if the black hole is the end, then that means the laws of physics don't actually add up, right? So... Right. There are uh, this one gentleman, Xavier Kalmet from the University of Sussex in England, um, has been working on a theory that um, black holes aren't actually the end, right? And um, part of Stephen Hawking's assessment was that they would emit some form of radiation, right? That that's how things are leaking out of the black hole. That it's not how everything they know being are leaking out, though. huh? I thought nothing could escape. So I'll see that's the that's the paradox, right? Is because something has to be going. To, it, it can't Somewhere. be the end, right? right? So this guy and his a team he's working with are coming. I have come up with a hypothesis where <laughs> where black holes actually. Now, this is all done in theoretical models and mathematical models and things like this. The, the, obviously, we can't see this happening. We can't actually study this. No, we can't go and come we back. We can't go and be like, okay, let's see. Let's oh, write this yeah, down. I've been there. And... Um, <laughs> so, in their theoretical model, what they're, what they're seeing is that um, black holes grow hair. They grow quantum hair. Now, not all are the same right every everybody's got different hair yes exactly and apparently every black hole has different hair no and they put two two similar stars um that go supernova and create a black hole in this model and 
if black holes um, don't emit anything, if nothing ever comes out, then you shouldn't be able to tell anything about the star that created the black hole. Exactly. Okay. That's okay. not what happened in the model. The little quantum hairs, <laughs> the black hole. Little split ends to the hairs. The little split ends and, yeah. you know, all the damage. Yes. It let the the researchers know what each of the stars was like, what their components, what they were made up of when they went supernova, just the different information about them. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, I know this is, it's like super heavy. Yeah, because, you know, all this time I've been thinking of black hole swallows everything up although i know that energy quote unquote never dies it just transforms so yeah they can figure something out from that so apparently even according to this black holes dissipate too they just like so that has big implications if they dissipate what happens to the stuff that went inside i had seen another article that talked about um that that basically the little the the little hairs yeah being almost like um like a little wormhole highways that's getting into some super science fictiony type situation okay, so yeah hello like two at least worlds, right at least with this it's talking about um the information almost like little antennae instead of hairs i think that might have been a better um Although I do like hairy black holes. Um, I think, <laughs> I think might have been, maybe what I know, I know. I think antenna might have been a little better because it's 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 giving out information. So it's it's almost like it's broadcasting. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I know we we learned and I'm fairly certain kids in school right now are learning that black holes are the be all end all like that's right the cosmic terror yes oh my gosh when i found out about them it's like oh my god when are we gonna fall into one? i'm gonna die in a black hole exactly actually like, if i'm not mistaken based on the theories it's like it just stretches it out so you never really know it just is like a continual you know it, that's one of those things that we'll never probably never know I hope but not. So intriguing. You know, the same thing like going going to heaven. Mm-hmm. How do you know? <laughs> you don't. Know. You know. Until it's too late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I know. Shucks. Yeah. It's black hole stinks. I mean, sometimes I suppose, you know, that last ten minutes before you leave for vacation at work is yeah. probably what it feels like being in a black hole. <laughs> Or even those last 10 minutes of work on a really terrible day. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Now we know what it's like to be in a black hole. There, we've solved it all. There Done. it is. If you have questions, <laughs> ask us. Librarians solving all your problems. That's it. Doesn't matter what they are, we can do it. <laughs> and even if you didn't ask, we can help. <laughs> We're doing it anyway. <laughs> there it is. It's in our blood. It is. It is. And so that's going to bring me to to the last story here, which is I found particularly interesting because um, 
it kind of deals in our realm ish yeah in that there's another scientist here um let's see what is this gentleman's name dr melvin vopson from the university of portsmouth in england as well who is um, hypothesizing that information is the fifth state of matter so just to catch anybody up in case you don't know what the other four are which i had no idea <laughs> <laughs> a librarian man come on but after today maybe not um the other forms of matter are solid liquid gas and plasma and he's hypothesizing that information is another form of matter which is quite interesting because he's saying that in order to find out we have the technology to figure this out right, right. we have the technology to see this happen because at every at even at small cellular levels they carry within them their information right they carry information about themselves inside of them beyond um what's it called the uh da, 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 uh beyond the genome that's right so beyond that they they carry their information and i don't know if you've ever heard about like um genetic memory yeah like, you know things that haven't ne or things you do haven't yeah. necessarily you've never necessarily heard about it but it's but been passed um, down to you yes, yes. i like yeah. to call that ancestral whisper however it, yeah it's yeah exactly that's exactly what i'm talking about yes and on a on a cellular level this is what this guy is kind of talking about as okay, well so that makes it okay because you know i read the article and i was like what are they talking about are they talking about like the flash drive you know the thing that holds the information no it sells in each and where each individual one of our cells holds its information and when you put them all together there we are boom exactly or or whatever or you know like a flower but i know i'm like looking i'm like these are my keys whatever okay i'm not picking those up <laughs> you know a cup of coffee a cup of coffee there we go beautiful there so he's is. like if you smash small particles together the info as we were talking about with the previous article information can't be destroyed it's got to go somewhere you i know right my brain up like my brain is all in tatters inside my head i mean <laughs> does it have the little hairs yeah the little hairs little quantum hairs, hairs. <laughs> quantum hairs antennae. so weird but yeah so the 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 information that is left over is almost like the way it is with with gas being a different or plasma being a different state of mass it has to go somewhere yeah isn't that i mean that's just a trip so then that got me thinking is like we have our degree right mm -hmm. i don't know how yours is structured but mine says master of library and information science and i'm like hold up there i'm is. a legit scientist now yes indeed Hard science see we didn't need this article to tell us that though I mean, right of course of course of course but now i can be like look i'm an actual scientist i'm a real scientist 
city. <laughs> so we started with pizza. Yes. And we ended with, we're real scientists. Yes, we are. I love it. It's great. It is great. We didn't laugh the whole time. I'm kind of sad. Well, no, it's good though. We had great conversation. We talked about really amazing. We did. Hey, you guys have something, you have something going on there tomorrow, right? So yes, yes, yes. So we have the esteral experience. We have a, oh, we have my little flyer here. I hope we do. I had a flyer. Um, we have a play called, oh my gosh, you got me on that one. It's okay. Um, it's, it's the life story of Esther Roll, Head Above Water. Um, it is a wonderful play about a local star, Esther Roll, who played Florida in uh, Good Times. And it's going to be here at the African American Research Library and Cultural Center. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And each night has a different theme and there will be all kinds of cool things happening around it. So come on That's out. fantastic. I'm gonna put it. library.org forward slash library. Click on events and find it there. I'm actually pulling it up right now so I can get it out for everybody yeah. because this is gonna be really super cool. And uh, here, yo. That thing's being weird, but it's fine. I got that. I've got it right here and I'm going to post it in the chat and I'll put it in the, um, I'll also put it in the, uh, what to call it when I post it on Facebook. <laughs> and, um, as always, we've got our programs back in our libraries. We are open and we still have our temporary hours for the most part, all of our regionals plus um, main library here and of course African-American um, are open, uh, what, Monday and Wednesdays, 11 to seven. Mm -hmm. I just gotta remember, cause it's like, wait, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays from 10 to six. And most of our branches are open Monday through Friday, 10 to six. Um, if you uh, need to find out about your local library, you can always just give them a call and they will let you know what their hours are. But we do have our story times back for the most part at most of our locations. I know I do, I know you do. Yeah, you do? Yes, you yeah. do. Awesome. So I know I have a story time tomorrow um, at, what's that, 1030? Huh? <laughs> Friday, 10.30. Um, this will be the first time in two years live it's crazy so, yeah just nuts it's super nuts yeah. but uh yeah so i'm gonna make sure we get the link for the head above water for the facebook post so everybody can see what kind of wonderful stuff you guys do over there and you've got a whole year of amazing stuff yeah celebrating we're celebrating your 20th. 20 years so we hope everyone celebrates with us yay it's a wonderful Bye. place Great um, displays you have downstairs and wonderful staff. Yes, of course. Staff's the best, <laughs> except for my staff. <laughs> Same with Maine. Just we have great staff too. Wild array of folks there. <laughs> okay, so I think we're about done for the day. Um, okay. We had fun. I had fun. I did, did you too. Have fun? Yay! All right. Well, we kind of both wore yellow too. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like a gold, and you're just. I'm sort of a greenish yellow. Yeah, and I'm like a brownish. Yeah, so we called each other. Sort of matched. Made it happen. <laughs> okay, Miss Lisa. All right. It's been a blast. I miss you. Uh, miss you too. Can't wait to see ya. Yeah.
And uh, Bob will be back next week. And um, yeah, it's going to be boring because he can't beat this. He is not as cool as we are. No, not even close. Kidding. <laughs> oh.